When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you like me and thought one day, I want to start a podcast? Well, it's easy. All you do is go to Anchor FM and sign up for free. Then all you do is you can record from your computer or your phone. And next thing you know, all you do is upload your episode. And then like magic, Anchor just goes and releases it everywhere to Apple, to Spotify. You name it, it releases it there. It's easy, it's simple, it's fun to use, and like me, I'm not very technical-oriented. Again, easy. Not like the rapper, but it's easy, if you get what I mean. So again, go to Anchor FM, sign up, and uh, start being a content or podcast creator today. such thing as death. Life is only a dream, and we are the imagination of ourselves. Welcome to My Third Eye, prying open your thought, truth, and reality. 
questioning everything and anything from conspiracies, cryptic, spiritual, natural healing, and everything else there is to encounter. Everything we think is not real, just might be real. Welcome, welcome to, to My Third Eye. Eye. Alright, welcome back to another episode of My Third Eye. On this episode, we're going to get into the dark side of Disney with my good friend Matt T. from the Great Deception Podcast. So sit back and enjoy this. I hope uh, some of you uh, learn a little bit and realize uh, how dark Disney really is. And it's not really the land of enchantment for kids and, and you know, grown-ups and, and everything else that it, that it claims to be. Now, having said that, um, I have a few housekeeping uh, things that I want to get out of the way. Uh, first and foremost is go follow Kelly Fitzchizzle on IG to get your curcumin, um, liquid gold. Uh, you, I will put all her links in the, uh, the show notes so you can easily find her and get your curcumin. Uh, this stuff is amazing. Uh, everybody knows that I don't have any tennis elbow anymore. My, uh, joints feel better uh, my energy's better. And my wife, not even planning it is now up to 20 pounds lost. Uh, and she wasn't even trying to lose weight and her carpal tunnel, her wrists, everything that she was going through has dissipated. Um, it, it feels great. Also, please go check out my good friend Ryan Dean on YouTube, Dangerous World Podcast. Again, Dangerous World Podcast on YouTube. Go make sure you check him out and give him a, a, a subscribe. And uh, while you're there, go over to my YouTube. Hit that subscribe as well. Uh, you know, it's My Third Eye Podcast on YouTube. Also, head over to iTunes and Spotify. Give me and anyone else that you want and listen to, uh, like Dangerous World or The Great Deception uh, podcast, a five-star rating and review. Uh, this helps us grow. This helps get our numbers out there and, uh, you know, lets more people get in tune to who we are and, and grow our audience. Also, uh, share this episode. Share any episode uh, uh, with, with a friend. You know, get the wor word out there. Also, you know, if you if you want to be on the show, you have any ideas for the show, hit me up at mythirdeyepod at gmail.com or on Instagram at mythirdeyepodcast. Just send me a, a DM and, and I'll get right back to you as soon as I can. Um, I would really, really love to do uh, a deep underground military base episode. If anybody out there in the listening world... Um, has any any experience with this you know please hit me up uh, that that's the next topic I really want to go deep down a, a dive on so uh, like I said um, go over to my email my third iPod at gmail.com hit me up and uh, I hope everything uh, that I put out there you guys like and I love all the support and love that you guys are are giving me and you know that I hear through email my other podcast friends and and you know the reviews that i see so uh sit back and enjoy this episode like i said we're going to go down the deep dark side of walt disney and disney world and disneyland so enjoy
All right, welcome back to another episode. Tonight, I'm joined by my good friend, Matt T from the Great Deception Podcast. Make sure you go and uh, find him on iTunes. Give him a five-star rating. This guy has done a lot of incredible work on Tartaria and many other subjects. Tonight, we're going to tackle some Disney and how the dark side of Disney needs to be expressed and, and brought to light. So people don't sit here and look at these commercials celebrating the 50th anniversary of Disney as this happy-go-lucky, oh, it's a fun, family-oriented place. Um, no, at the end of the day, I, your, your mind's going to be changed, and it might trigger you, as Matt, Matt was telling me earlier. Um, and if it does trigger you, I apologize, but it's going to trigger you because uh, it scares you, and, and it's going to challenge your belief system. So having said that, I'm going to give Matt T the microphone, let him introduce himself, and let him tell you where you can find his podcast and like i said make sure you give him a five-star rating and review because it's well worth it and the the man puts out a lot of great content so i give you matt t well that's a hell of an intro thank you buddy i appreciate that and thanks for having me man uh this is this has been a, a long time in the making i've been i've been waiting to get on here and this is this is a one of those subjects that kind of got me into podcasting. You know, I, I wasn't sure about it. And then I started doing this little presentation uh, on Disney uh, to people in the dark, dark side of Disney. And, and what I tell everyone is, hey, listen, you have to go into this with an open mind. Because, you know, how this all started was it started on Twitter. And I saw a meme about, uh, you know, kind of Disney just being a bad guy overall, you know, with his ties to NASA and, you know, he was uh, supposedly a racist, misogynist, all this stuff. And I'm like, this can't be true. So I went in and started doing a deep dive on Walt Disney himself. And as I started uncovering stuff, I'm like, holy shit. I'm like one thing after another. He's checking all the boxes of people you shouldn't be associating with as the main presenter of children's entertainment worldwide. And you kind of um, went into it to to debunk that tweet. Am I correct? Yeah, I went in to prove that it's all it was all bullshit. Right. You know, I wanted it to say, ah, oh, this is nonsense, man. These people are just making this up. It's a stretch. You know, Disney Disney wasn't tied with Werder von Braun, you know, one of the top Nazi uh, scientists. I'm like, there's no way this is this is ridiculous. I'm like, and there's no way Disney was tied to the CIA like this is just like a story, you know, this is these crazy conspiracy guys, you know, doing one of those boards, right? right? Where they're, they're making all these crazy random connections. And then, so I started going into it and I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to prove this wrong. And it just blew my mind. And, you know, growing up, you know, at myself, I was big into Disney you know, like I used to, you know, that was in the peak heyday of it when they were coming out with movies every year and, mm-hmm. and you know, soundtracks and stuff like that. I had a younger sister who was into it. So when I babysit her, boom, that's what we were doing, man. Yep. We're going to watch Disney movies. And, you know, you pick up on subtle things along the way. And, and there were there were whispers when these movies came out about certain things that were put in there like easter eggs and things like that and you just kind of poo-pooed them you're like ah it's just it's just those crazy animators you know they're just they're just having a laugh at your expense and then you start digging into it and you see it over and over again so with that what i'll do is is i want to give you a little background on walt disney himself and then run that into 
the Disney world, Disneyland, Disney entertainment behemoth that it's become today. Okay. And, uh, and, and it's kind of a, a step-by-step you see a progression within Disney. Um, and it almost kind of makes you wonder, like, is he one of those characters that was meant to be Walt Disney? Right. You know, he was, he was placed there from a young age and, and planted to be something right. now. I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm just saying when you, when you start thinking and thinking outside the box and really analyzing this, you could come to some crazy conclusions about Mr. Disney himself. So the first thing that I found really interesting is, is, you know, me, I'm into the world's fair. My background Mm -hmm. is the Chicago world's fair. Well, in fact, Disney's father worked at the Chicago world's fair as a carpenter. Um, And, you know, just, just the chance of that is, is so interesting. Um, because later in life in the 1960s, Walt Disney was involved with the World Fair in New York City. And that's where he actually presented uh, It's a Small World for the first time. And so it's, you know, it came full circle there. But if you look at Disney as a child, you know, he grew up in the Midwest. Um, there's even rumors about his him being adopted, um, you know, along the way and, and rumors about his childhood. But no, I mean, his parents are pretty well documented. Um, he grew up in the Midwest, average family. You know, like I said, his dad was a carpenter um, and he was into drawing and stuff, but he was very patriotic also. So, you know, okay. that he was born in uh, 1901. So his teenage years is right around when World War One is kicking off. Okay. So he tries to sneak into the army uh, at 17 and they reject him uh, because he's too young. So you got to wait a year. We'll, we'll let you in. What, or no, it was, uh, he was seven, 16 trying to get in in 1917. So he says, you know what? OK, fine. Uh, so he goes over to the Red Cross and he he gets into the Red Cross and ends up getting over uh, stationed over in France. Now, what's interesting about that is is the Red Cross itself, and as we dive a little bit more into Disney himself and talking with our good buddy New York Patriot, he's like, well, Red Cross is tied in with the Knights Templar. Yeah. So you start thinking, and he's like, okay, he started in the Red Cross. Okay, very interesting. Nothing, you know, too crazy there. And most then he gets out of this. How corrupt the Red Cross is. That's the other side of it too. Is Red Cross is one of the most, you know, money laundering. Yeah. Uh, you know, companies out there. I mean, that's the whole point of it. It's a fraud. It's a front. Um, but he, so in 1918, he joins the red cross. Um, and, uh, he's there for like a year, you know, he's not, not there that long. He comes back. And as he comes back at the age of 19, he all of a sudden joins the D Malay. Now, the D Malay, for those who aren't aware, is kind of like the uh, the JV version of the Freemasons, right? And, um, Ron, and- Ron Weed talked about that uh, when that guy, either that kid in high school, approached him. I don't know if you're familiar with Ron Weed's story, yep. um, and you know, and he's like, "Yeah, it's the D Malay, and this and that." And once he said that, it, it took me right back to listening to to some of the studies that you've done on. And, and episodes on Disney itself. And I'm like, oh shit, that's what that was about. And it just, it all came together. You know what I mean? And, and but no, I've never heard of Demolay until I heard you say it and then Ron say it. And I was just like, oh, okay. Cause no, nobody talks about it. 
Yeah, and and who is it named after? Jacques de Molay, who is the grandmaster of the Knights Templar. Mm. So now you get okay, he was in the de Molay, which is Knights Templar red cross which has ties to knights templar and you're like okay now we're starting to make some connections here and one of the interesting things i found even on the demolay's website it says demolay chapters are sponsored by the masons through local masonic lodges shrine clubs scottish rite bodies and other masonic organizations so right there he is in the secret societies right so at 19 mind you that's young and yeah, and De Molay just started in 1919. He was one of the first members in 1920. Not not the initial, but he was, you know, obviously early on in that. Um, so you, you look at that and you're like, okay, that's interesting. Well, then we jump forward. You know, we can go through all the ups and downs. Um, one of the interesting things was Walt Disney actually went bankrupt in, in the 20s. Oh, really? Um yeah, he his initial he he was working with this gentleman named UB Iwerks, and he I Iwerks was actually real the real animator of the two. Okay. You know, he's actually the one who created Mickey Mouse and all this stuff, and um, was the lead in animation. And and Disney was kind of like the promotional guy. You Which know, is he weird was the, because the, we get told the complete opposite story that Walt Disney came up with Mickey Mouse as from what I remember hearing as a as a kid when he was on a train ride somewhere and he just kind of sketched it on like a little piece of paper or something like that, you know what I mean? And come to find out that's not even true itself. Nope. Nope. And he was a good animator from all the research that I did, but he was much more useful for them as like a producer um, and and putting things together. And and so they went bankrupt um, and, and, and in the early twenties and then in the thirties, they got back together with he got back together with his brother and that's when they started creating this disney productions kind of thing and uh or, or i think it started as the walt disney company is what it originally started as okay um so they start making you know steamboat willie and things like that in the 20s and the 30s they start making some animation and uh one of the most interesting things I found along the way is in the 1940s, you know, Walt's starting to, he hasn't really made it, you know, he's just kind of lingering out there. And in 19, uh, he bought his parents a house though. And uh, they were having issues with the boiler. And uh, he sent, sent a couple of the, the uh, stage guys over from his company to go fix it for his parents. Well, come to find out, they didn't fix it right. There was a gas leak and his mother ended up perishing and his father, you know, was in bad shape, but got out of it alive. Um, and Walt really never recovered from that. You know, uh-huh. he always felt like he had something to do with his mother's death. Now, ironically, one of the things we'll get into later is the, the idea of Disney and the family. And, mm-hmm. and, and how Disney doesn't exactly promote the family. And one of the things they said was, oh, well, you know, this thing right here, this incident with his mother, you know, scarred him and made him want to push this. And, and that's not really that true because out of all the movies Disney made, only three of them um, had anything to do with a dying mother. Right. Um, Bambi was one of them. Um, trying, I, it was... That- Snow White and I believe okay. Cinderella was the other one. Okay. 
Yeah, that makes sense because Cinderella. Yeah, I think those were the three um, that were made during his lifetime. So, you know, the whole thing that it was all Disney, Walt Disney himself, I'm not buying that. But, you know, you think about that and that's that's something that's going to weigh on you, Um, you know, and then you get into Disney himself. Like I was saying before, there's there's all sorts of rumors on either side. You know, he was a, 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 a blatant racist. You know, he was sexist. He was misogynist. Uh, he was an occultist, which will prove he probably was. They said he was a Satanist. He was a wizard, a magician, mm. you know, like uh, anti-Semitic. That was another thing that was thrown around at him. Did he have any ties with Crowley at all? I might be jumping uh, ahead or jumping the gun or maybe. No, 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 not at all. Not really because Crowley passed away right around the end of world war II. Okay. Right. He was, he was late forties and Disney was kind of on the rise. Disney didn't get involved with that crew really until the fifties. Okay. Um, with the Parsons, the Von, uh, Von Braun's, you know, all those guys, L Ron Hubbard. Um, but yeah, that was one. And, and that's an interesting one. I'm glad you brought that up because there's a meme out there that says, you know, who are the five guys that helped create NASA? And it, they have Crowley, uh, Parsons, Von Braun, Disney, and L. Ron Hubbard. Well, Pars- uh, uh, Crowley died before the rest of them got together. So, you know, that meme is bullshit, you know, and that whole joke about, you know, they go into a bar and no it's it's garbage crowley didn't really have much ties with these guys now he may have worked with yeah his teachings or something they might have studied it but he himself didn't like you're saying didn't have a specific tie to them he he was long gone before before all that correct yeah i would say disney was more um i mean he was in magic and that's one of the things i wanted to kind of get into a little bit was that you know he there's a lot of subliminal messaging in disney programming there's a lot of wizardry and magic mm-hmm. and uh in fact one of the wizards in um what is it oh shoot is it fantasia i think or it's the sorcerer's apprentice either one his name is Yensid, which is just disney backwards right um again if you think inversion right and that's one of the things we'll get into with this and and subliminal messaging so flipping things around backwards um and that's what you have to kind of look at, especially if you're dealing with occults, if you're dealing with uh, secret societies, mm-hmm. they're not going to come out and tell you what they're doing. But and, and actually, that's a perfect time. I will read you a quote from Albert Pike, because this is one of the things I want you to take into consideration when I'm telling you this stuff, because I'm not making this up. This is straight from the horse's mouth. This is from Albert Pike in Morals and Dogma in 1871. Masonry, like all the religions, all the mysteries, hermeticism and alchemy, conceals its secrets from all except the adepts and sages or the elect and uses false explanations and misinterpretations of its symbols to mislead those who deserve only to be misled, to conceal the truth, which it calls light, from them and to draw them away from it. Truth is not for those who are unworthy or unable to receive it or would pervert it. Wow. Right. So right there, <laughs> what Pike is telling you is that it's not meant for you. It's meant for you to see it one way, whereas we are going to see it the other way. And you're going to think it's one thing, but it is something totally different. Right. Kind of like, and uh, that's the intention. 
Yeah. Like how they say, you know, that the elite practice this, this magic, um, on us on a daily basis and without like, we see it, but we don't know we see it. So we're actually giving consent. So then therefore, you know, kind of like they tell us what they're doing, but we don't know what they're doing and no. us not doing anything gives them consent to do it and makes it, you know, come true or however gives it, gives it power. Exactly. And just, and, and acknowledging it, right. Mm -hmm. Because you are not fighting back. You are not protesting against it. And that's one of the other things I want people to be able to protest it, right. To be able to recognize what's being done and, and listen, it's soul crushing, right. It hurt when I found out this is, it's like, it's like when people say they quote unquote, wake up right at first, man, it's painful because it just crushes what you thought was one thing. And now you realize oh, that may be something else. And, and so you have to look at it that way. And so what we'll do is we'll walk through some of Disney's relationships here, right? We just established he's in the Demolay. Right. Now his ties with FBI and J. Edgar Hoover. Okay. So you get, you get into that. And that's an interesting one because in, in the thirties, for some reason, the FBI took Disney's fingerprints at a DMLA convention in Missouri. Um, and it's in their records, you know, um, in the, in the mid 1930s, they took his finger, you know, his fingerprints. And it's like, why would they need Walt Disney's fingerprints? If he's just like, you know, some Joe Schmo that doesn't really have anything to do with it. Or so didn't, didn't even commit a crime. <laughs> no, no. And it's like, okay, yeah. Why is Disney, would you submit it? So, you know, what, what's interesting is, is in the forties, late 1940s, you know, which is, if you think about it, just post-World War uh, II, you're looking at the Red Scare, you know, we're having all these communist threats and what's going on. Well, they're having the House Un-American Activities Committee in Washington, and they call Walt Disney to testify. So he goes up there and he testifies and he testifies that all of these different people are communists, but he's not. And so he start he starts off with all of his striking workers are communists and gives that to him. So he's throwing all his workers under the bus. Then he, then he calls out. Oh yeah. And then he goes on to call out the league of women voters. And he's like, yep, they're all communists too. And he starts just calling out all these people in um hollywood and stuff uh about being potentially communists so he's on kind of the fbi's good list after that because they know okay this guy will play ball with us so fast forward a little bit you get into the the 1950s and uh in 1955 walt disney opens up um disneyland in in anaheim california mm -hmm. And this is like a brand new state-of-the-art multi-million dollar amusement park. And what does Disney do? In, and this is from the, uh, the FBI files itself. It says, Mr. Disney has volunteered representatives of this office, the FBI, complete access to the facilities of Disneyland for use in connection with official matters and for recreational purposes. So basically, he just gave the FBI a free pass to do whatever they want in Disneyland. That's weird. And to take it back to the fingerprint thing, you only get fingerprinted if you've been suspected of a crime, you're getting a background check done, 
or you're working for the government. Because when I joined the military, first thing they do is they fingerprint you. You know, anytime I got a background check to to get clearances either to a work, you know, with minors or, you know, what have you, you got fingerprinted. I've never committed a crime, so I never got fingerprinted for that. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah, it's it's just weird. You, yeah, you know, it's is. one of those things that you look at it and you're like, okay, yeah, why would you even as him? Why would you give your fingerprints to the feds right. for no reason? There's got to be something behind it. Yeah, and and so it's 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 wild when you when you think about that that okay now we're talking 1950s okay mid 50s he's working with the fbi well what's also going on in the mid 50s you're looking at operation paperclip where the united states is bringing over large numbers of nazi scientists and and other members of the party to and and integrating them into our uh, you know, basically science community is the main thing, but so you look at, you're like, okay, so he's in bed with the FBI. Well, what about the CIA? And this, this is where I was like, okay, there are no coincidences here. So we all know he opens, uh, you know, uh, Disneyland in 1955. Well, in 1965, he comes up with this idea for Epcot which stands for the experimental prototype community of tomorrow. Um, so he's looking in the future now. You know, up and, until right now, I never knew what Epcot stood for. Yep. I just thought, okay, Epcot Center. Because I remember like being in, in middle school, uh, we didn't go to Disney, but I, my parents wanted to go on a vacation, but they had to pull me out of school. And in order to miss school, they, they said, well, just say you're going to Epcot Center. That's a learning experience. Yep. And but we never went and, but that's what it was always kind of associated with. And now, now that you say that, that makes perfectly fucking good sense. Yeah. Yeah. The future city. Right. Yeah. And and when you start looking into it, well, he's probably working with the Nazis at this point in, in the mid sixties and you'll start seeing some ideas where they start merging together. And this is one of them is this, this city of tomorrow. They want to present the future to you and what it's going to look like. Um, so what's what happens is they come up with this ingeniously evil plan. What they're going to do is he works with two gentlemen from the CIA. One one is named Paul Hellwell and the other name uh, Wild Bill Donovan. So anybody named Wild Bill, you should be able to trust, right? Seems oh, like a guy on the Just up like and up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So 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 what they do is uh, Donovan had a law firm in New York. And what they did was he created all these shell companies and the, the shell companies went down to Florida and started buying up parcels of land. And uh, while they're down there, they didn't just go down there. They went down there with a full disinformation campaign, right? They would not let any cat out of the bag as to this was Disney doing this. In fact, they actually put out some false information saying that it was for the Ford company hmm. and, and Ford was buying it up. Now, why would they keep it so secretive? Well, if, if these people found out that one person was buying up all this land, don't you think they'd jack up the price? Oh, yeah. And that's, ex- it, that's exactly what happens. So Disney's uh, shell companies under Donovan are going around and they're getting land for as little as like 80 bucks an acre. Um, 
And and so they buy up 27,000 acres. So I, I think that's the equivalent of to like uh, 40 square miles is what it works out to be. Damn. And once the people find out it's Disney, the price goes up to about 80 grand per acre. And and Disney bought those 20,000 acres on an average of about $200 an acre. So if you think of it from a laundering scheme right out the gate, they bought up all this land. And then all of a sudden the price on their end went from $200 an acre to 80 grand an acre. So if they just wanted to turn and bail right there, they're going to leave with a nice chunk of cash. Oh, hell yeah. Right. Now you brought up Ford. Was he, was he close with Ford? Because Ford was not a cool dude at, at all either. I didn't really find too many ties. Uh, and actually, because during the war, as many people know, Ford was big into the on the Nazi side, right? right? I mean, Ford was supplying both sides. He was just taking anybody's money he could. But Disney was big into anti-Nazi propaganda um, and was working for the government there. Um you know, and that's kind of where he really shines for the government for the first time is okay. is making these anti-war films. You know, you'll see some cartoons with like Donald Duck dressed up in a Nazi outfit. Um, and he was actually reading Mein Kampf and making fun of Hitler and how stupid Hitler was. And um, but there's a lot of people out there that'll put that. Oh, you see, Walt Disney was a Nazi. You know, he's got Donald Duck in a in a, in a Nazi outfit. And it's like, well, you got to watch the watch the whole cartoon, guys. Right. You know, because he's making fun of the Nazis. So I don't think that uh, Ford and and Disney, you know, were in playing ball together, really, for the most part. To me, it was just a weird. Why would you blame it on Ford? But now, having said that, maybe that's why he said Ford was buying it up, just because. I, I think like it was. Them. They were opposites. Yeah, I think they were. You know, they were not on the same team, and. You know, anything to distract. And what's a bigger name than Ford at that time? Right. Yeah. Even And, even and who could afford it? You know, yeah. that's the other thing. There's not too many people who could afford what they were doing, even at the prices they were doing it. So you got to put a big name out there. Yeah. And right around that time, you know, they were trying to, you know, Ford was trying to get into the, the whole supercar, you know, race car thing. And not many years later, you know, Shelby came on board, you know, and then you have the whole Ford versus Ferrari thing, different rabbit hole people. So let's get back to Disney. Oh yeah. (laughs) So you, you have all this property. How do you maximize its use and value? And this is where CIA spook Paul Hellwell comes in. He was known for running operations in Southeast Asia, a lot of scams, uh, a lot of setting up uh, anti-Viet Cong stuff. So this guy knew his way around dirt. And so what he did is he created these, what are called phantom cities, um, where they could install a compliant government and basically make their own rules. So what they did is, is within this property, they created two two main areas. One is called Bay Lake and the other is called Lake Buena Vista. And only residents that were handpicked could live in this area. So when it came down to it, they um, had a qualification in order to be able to hold office in this town. You had to be a resident or 
be, you know, a, a trustee, something to that own property in the city. Right. And, right. and so they created their own council right there where not only that, but they created on top of these cities, they created something called the Reedy Creek Improvement District, which was basically the civic side of things, right? The government, the uh, trash removal, you know, medical services, fire department, um, you know, security, things like that would all be under Disney. So they made it so that, you know, you couldn't get in there unless they selected you. And then, you know, they basically ran their own city the way they wanted without rules. And it's genius. So you look at Bay Lake, what do you, about 10 years ago, the population was 47 people. Lake Buena Vista, same time frame, 10 people. So we're not talking about massive cities. Now, Bay Lake, what that that's where Epcot is. Okay. Right. That's, uh, you know, and, and, and the, uh, the four theme parks that make up Epcot. And then in Lake Buena Vista, you have downtown Disney, uh, some of the hotels, um, and things like that. So, y- you know, it's just, it's such an ingenious plan that, you know, you're like, they, so what, what benefits do they get from all this? Well, they're exempt from taxation, any zoning and land use laws are out the window and any, you know, any money that's generated within the park essentially stays within the business. So it is, you know, they, they basically created these fake governments where they can control all the land and everything that goes on with the park itself. So, you know, when COVID hit, one of the things that was said was that um, the state of Florida couldn't shut down Disney. Disney had to do it themselves. And and Disney actually was one of the first places to shut down uh, during all that. But, you know, if you look at that right there and see how, you know, Hellwell and, and Donovan are directly involved in acquiring all this land. Now, think about it, though. Is, is the CIA just going to do this nice, good deed for you and then not expect something in return oh hell no right i mean how the government works thank you so <laughs> and, and that's where that's and that's the groundwork right there for where disney as a corporation went from being walt disney's company to becoming a arm of the government the cia the fbi a tool that would be used mm. and crazy. And and so yeah, it's just you look at it, and then then you look. Okay, well, who's in the CIA at this time? Well, you're looking at Alan Dulles, right? He's the the master disaster at the time, who's got his hands all over uh, MK Ultra, which is their mind control program, which ran for a good 25 years, and then all of a sudden it stopped. And they nope. they I'm sure I'm sure they stopped it. Didn't yeah, keep sure. going. No. Yeah. And then they also ran. In the 50s, Operation Mockingbird, which was designed by Dulles. Okay. And this was Disney was involved in this, right? Because Disney's owned by your, your owns ABC. So, um, what, what Mockingbird was is, is the CIA was paying media outlets and journalists to push certain stories. 
Um, and they actually had 3000 CIA operatives that were involved in it and then 400 journalists. So this was a program that was run in the fifties. So again, much like MK ultra, they said they stopped mockingbird and it, and, and a lot of, uh, there's a lot of claims out there that it never even existed, but you can find stuff in, in FOIA acts and things like that, that say that this, you know, the CIA and, and the department of defense are directly tied to, you know, hundreds of productions of movies and TV shows. And a lot of them were owned by Disney. And if that's not the case, look what's going on right now with Ukraine and all the old footage and all the old pictures, all the fake shit that it, it's just proper fucking ganda. That's all it is. There is a, there's a narrative they are trying to tell. And the only way for them to tell it is manipulation. Yeah. Right. They, they have the stories set beforehand. They just need the footage to, to get it going. And a lot of times they have the footage beforehand guys, especially yeah. war footage, go do a little di- digging into some green screen work they can do. And it's, Oh my God. Oh, it's just scary. You don't know what's real anymore. No. Cause you, you see, Oh, uh, the the president of the ukraine he's 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 out on the battlefield no that was him checking his his borders like a year or two ago and yeah. these fake guns they're holding and then but i think what 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 is going on with that is when rona first hit you saw a lot of the same shit they were taking clips from movies they were taking other clips and crisis actors from different things and trying to tell you this is what's going on. So everybody saw that and then realized they got fucking duped. And now that's why I think a lot of us, because, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I was like, dude, you see these reporters that are supposedly over there? Dude, it looks fake as fuck. Like, oh, oh yeah. Fake. I put, I, I posted seen rockets a, fly that slow. No. I posted a video today, ghost of, of uh, quote unquote hospital with with babies yeah i saw in the ba- in a basement and they're all dolls not yeah. one of them's moving not you know you can see the shine on the doll's head as they get close to one of them i mean it's like we are you have to realize you are watching a movie on the news mm-hmm. and yeah. you know most of this shit is made in like the chili pepper said made in a hollywood basement yeah you know and that's where and this is a perfect lead-in to disney's ties with nasa because not only was he tied with the FBI and the CIA, he was tied with NASA and their lead Nazi scientist, Dr. Werder von Braun. Hmm. And they actually, and, and this ties to today too, Ghost, they created a term called science factual. Think about that and how that, that pr- is relevant to today, oh, right? They're telling you, uh, that's it, science factual, that's it. And what they were going to, how were they going to get this message out? Von Braun said, guess what, guys, this is the age of television. And so they were going to use television to put out their spells and get this stuff out. And who better to work with than Walt Disney? Mm -hmm. Because he had all the money. He had the backing of the CIA. And now you had them working hand in hand. And you're like, oh, well, that's ridiculous. They didn't do that. Well, yeah, they made three TV shows between Disney and NASA, one was, or, or Disney and Von Braun. One was called Man in Space, which was uh, aired in 1955, and 42 million people watched it. Now think about that. This is a time there's no DVR. You know, right. if you don't see it live, you're not seeing it again. 
and 40, they had 42 million people sit down and watch this spell that they were going to put on them about men in space. Well, and, that and ties it into, went, e- I don't mean to interrupt, but look at, no, NASA no, go ahead. And how many, uh, graphic designers they have hired from Disney today. Yep. And you know, it brings up the whole flat earth round earth thing, but everything that you get from round earth and what have you comes from NASA. That, all this information that we're spinning through space at this and that, and it, all this information comes from NASA. And, you know, you're saying it started in the fifties. Yep. Yeah. He did three of them. And then he did the next one was called man in the moon. Shocker. Mm. What have they been pushing ever since then? And then the next one is called Mars and beyond. Wow. And look you know, and this today. is from, this is from the fifties. Yeah. Go. So you have to understand guys, this is a playbook that they have been working on for 70 years. It's nothing new. They're pushing the same shit they were pushing 70 years ago between space, the moon and Mars. Yeah. And you, you want a little, uh, a, a little brain tickler. Supposedly Von Braun wrote a book in 1953 called the Mars project. You know what the main character in that book's name was? Let me guess. Elon. Bingo. Elon. Oh, yep. Damn. Yep. So, guy, I mean, if that doesn't tell you that some of this shit might be scripted, I don't know what does. Right. But because who's leading us to Mars right now? It's Elon. Yeah. You know, I mean. But then then you see some of the footage of these supposed rovers and there's like a a spider or a cockroach or a bug on it. And it's like, how, how is that surviving in, quote unquote, space and, quote unquote, Mars? yeah out of here like come on people eat it up they they love it they're like give me more give me more of this fake footage i want to i want to see you know and you know why and and i find it now you know especially having a young son watching the programming growing up and especially disney is as guilty of this as any any of the other cartoon networks the main things they pushed were space and dinosaurs and you i mean look and i started even watching i mean my son is luckily he's not really that into disney and and really wasn't um so we don't watch a ton of it anymore i still like some of the older movies but uh you know you go back and you look in in almost every kid's room there's either a rocket ship or a globe yep and, and dinosaur toys, you know, and you're like, what is with this? They are, you know, they've been pushing this message for years. And again, you got to remember, we're dealing with occultists who deal in spells, right? They're not dealing in the same realm that we are. They're not just going to just come out and tell you what they're doing. They're going to do it to you unbeknownst to you, unless you're in the know. Here's so, my thing. Everybody will say, oh, you looked it up on the internet. Everything on the internet's true, right? Why don't you apply that to television? It's like everybody just thinks everything that they see on a TV is going to be truth. Or from a government official. Yeah. Or right. All these people in, in. Yeah. The internet is bullshit. But all of these people that go up there and benefit greatly from the words that they're speaking that we're supposed to trust them. 
Right. And that's that's the problem, though. We should be able to. Right. We should be we able should, to take yes. them for their word. But it's been proven over and over again that it's all a lie. It's just a, it's just it's theater. Right. Mm-hmm. They, they, they call it political theater, the theater of war. And that's that's the, the point we're getting to now that everything is a theater. It's an act. And you have to deal with it accordingly, because if you do take all this stuff seriously, they will drive you insane. Oh, absolutely. Because they're, look what's on the news. It's all negative. It's all dark. Yep. You know, it's it's these these end of the world scenarios, shortages. It's never abundance. It's always lack. It's always mm-hmm. fear, death. You know, all these dark, dark images, and they do it to you now on a twenty-four by seven basis. Yeah. And and some people have just seriously been mentally beaten by this, whether it's Stockholm syndrome, you know, brainwashing. There's people with severe illnesses based on what's been done to them through their television. Absolutely. It's and ridiculous. and so that that's another nice little lead in here to, to Disney. Now let's get into Disney programming. Okay. And people are like, well, okay, well, that's just Disney the man. Well, that's that's an interesting thing too, because if you think about Walt Disney as a character, right? The image we were presented of Walt Disney was this pure Uncle Walt guy, you know, the guy everybody wanted to have over. He'd, he'd have you sit on his lap and tell you a cool story, right? Well, you know, you hear some of this other stuff about him possibly being racist and anti, and then you're like, okay, well, that is a dichotomy in itself, right? That's the inversion because they're showing you this white image of him. And then behind the scenes, he's kind of this darker, blacker, grayer image. And you're like, okay, well, what about Disney programming? And so I started digging into this and I'm like, okay, I started remembering a lot of one of the things I, I always remembered is where, why don't Disney kids have parents? Right. Right. And why are there no full Disney families? And that's one of the things is, so I started looking into it and actually I found um, the social science journal did an article back in like 2006, but they said uh, there's at least one tragic death in almost every Disney film. And there were 561 incidents of child abuse and mistreatment in Disney movies released between 1937 and 2006 with 62%. Shit. Yeah. Listen to this 62% of the main characters being subjected to abuse on one or more occasions during the film. Wow. So over half of the Disney films, the main character is the subject, almost two thirds. The main character is subject to abuse. That's that's mind blowing that, you know, yeah. And I can remember a few, few movies, you know, and that come to mind and, but then, you know, these people looked into all of them and you put those kind of numbers together, dude, this ain't a cool that, that no, that's fucked up. No. And then they, they found, you know, that a lot of, you know, most of the movies focuses on children where the parents Mm -hmm. are left out, whether the parents are deceased whether the parents are just absent, whether they're trying to show the kids, you don't need parents, right. you know, um, the big one though, seems to be the dead mother plot, yeah. right? That's one that's, that's deeply woven in. And, and like we said, you know, there's a lot of rumors out there. It was tied with, with Disney. But like I said, there was only three movies he made during that time. Now, what I will say though, 
is his brother also shared the same mother and after Disney passed away. And that's another thing about uh, Walt Disney world in Orlando, Walt Disney passed away as they were designing it. So the construction of it and the completion of it was all under at that time. Disney was under the, the control of his brother, Roy at the time. So we start seeing that and, and, and you start seeing it a lot in the shift too, in the programming is post pre Disney and post Disney uh, Walt Disney. That is mm-hmm. um, you see that shift and that's where we start seeing a lot of these themes of uh, you know, the death of the nuclear family or really pushing the fringe of things when it comes to uh, you know, parenting and things like that. Um, so if we want to, we want to go through some examples, I mean, absolutely. there's like the, no parent. One, one, one movie that keeps coming to my mind is Lion King. Okay. Uh, Simba never, he never saw Simba's mom really. And then his dad dies pretty much right in front of him by yep. f- from the hands of his uncle scar. And then, you know, it, it t- t- everybody has seen Lion King by now, but, uh, it, it, it goes right back to the, to the nuclear family thing okay his mom wasn't around and you know but he was raised by his dad but then his dad died a uh, tragic death so it's like why would you put this in a kid's movie you know what i mean because you you think cartoons especially the age we grew up in you know you wake up saturday morning you're watching you're watching cartoons with a bowl of cereal or whatever you know pancakes you know and that was fun but they always put this tragedy and this dark gloom to um their movies which never made any sense to me yeah and it's interesting because disney is more on the dark side right when you start looking and when we run through this list guys it's not one or two i have a whole page of different examples of of things but you look at the same time you look at things like looney tunes Mm -hmm. right and they were out there kind of goofing and they were kind of trying to expose some of the falsehoods that were being presented, you know, like there's some flat earth episodes of um, Looney Tunes where they get in an argument with Christopher Columbus, where the earth is round or flat. And, you know, there's a couple others I can't remember offhand, but I remember watching because my son got into Looney Tunes last year and I'm watching this and I'm like, Oh my God, they're, they're telling you right here. It's right there. They're telling you in the cartoon that, you know, they're exposing some of the lies. Right. And, and I don't know. I mean, it seems like that was what Disney was was programmed to do. Now, if we think about that time also, and I, I mentioned Alan Dulles for a reason. I mentioned the mind control program for a reason. Because it seems like the Disney empire was integrated into this and is still impacted by it to this day. Um, different mind control programs. And one of them is called the trauma-based mind control program. And that is where, you know, traumatic events affect people, whether you're watching it or it happens to you. Exactly. So that's, this is one of the weapons. So if we start just looking at it, we'll look at, there's different categories too. We have the mother killed, died, or captured. You got Dumbo, Bambi, Jungle Book, Fox and the Hound, Little Mermaid, Hunchback of Notre Dame, Tarzan, Atlantis, Lilo and Stitch, Finding Nemo. Uh, Frozen and Big Hero 6. Damn. So then we go to, then, you know, there's another little one that's kind of fun to think about, the Wicked Stepmother, 
right? You have Snow White, you have Cinderella, you have Enchanted, where there's these, ah, oh, these just nasty women who, who are a mother. They don't even deserve to have kids. Right. That's how evil these people are. But that's how they're going to project the motherly figure to be, this wicked stepmother. And then we get into films where there's no parents or the parents are just absent. And that's like Pinocchio, Peter Pan, Sword in the Stone, The Rescuers, Great Mouse Detective, Oliver and Company, Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Pocahontas, Emperor's New Groove, Lilo and Stitch again, Finding Nemo, Brother Bear, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, Ratatouille, Puka, Phineas and Ferb, uh, Tron, uh, the Tron Legacy movie. You have Wreck-It Ralph and then Big Hero 6 again. And it's Jeez. like, and these these are just some of them. I mean, I could keep going. I'm just, I'm not going to read the whole thing. And then you can get into like where, um, you know, they're just with their biological mother. There's no father. Um, then you get into, you know, adopted kids. There's a bunch of things with like legal guardians too. So you have that whole gamut. And, and one of the things we know about in the 1800s or some of you may not be aware of is there was a big thing called orphan trains where they were just moving kids all around the world and planning them in these cities. And they'd end up in orphanages or end up with people on farms and end up working in mines and things like that. So uh, it's just, it, it's, it was disheartening to see that there were this many examples of Disney and the just, you know, brutal association with the family. Like yeah. you think of Disney and you think of family, right? That's the whole, it's that family experience. It's that love. Well, when you get into it, there's none of it there. No. And that's you what know? I kind of brought up in, 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 in the beginning, you know, they're celebrating their 50th or whatever. I, I just recently saw a commercial today and they're like, you know, family, when you think of family, it's Disney. And, and, you know, they, they put on this big commercial, you know, promoting all this and then like you're saying, you look into the movies and, and, and movies, cartoons, whatever. And it's, it's the complete opposite. You know, they're as above, so below, um, what yep. is white is actually black. Well, and you can get into a lot of that too. And one of the things I wanted to touch on was, you know, the occult side of Disney and, you know, you think about it and, I don't know if many people are aware, but back in 1967, after Disney was died, had passed. So again, you can't tie this to Walt Disney himself, but the Disney, the greater Disney corporation, they created uh, what's called club 33. Mm -hmm. And for anyone who's aware, 33 is a very big number in the Masonic tradition. So they opened up this club. So you're like, Oh, okay, whatever. It's just club 33. Well, it's located on 33 Royal Street, in, which is also on the 33rd parallel. So you start looking at it and you're like, oh, there we go. You start seeing the numbers. Well, what is this club? It's an elite invitation only club founded by, it was Disney's idea. It was orchestrated by his heirs. Um, and it's only made up of about 500 members. Hmm. So if you think about that, that they have a member uh, list released or is it that secret? Oh, it's secret. Yeah. There's no way you'd find out who the list is gotcha. and it's not uh transferable. So you have, you're only a member at a certain club. 
right? Um, and so cer- certain clubs have waiting lists. There was one that I was reading about, I think the main one in, in Disney World. The waiting list is like 16 years. Damn. To get, st- and, and then, so you're looking at it, you're like, okay, well, why? You know, like, what is the big deal? And you're like, well, the fee, the initial membership fee that I found online was $33,000. And then on top of it, you have to pay 15000 annual dues. So this is not for you or I, Ghost. We are no. not, unfortunately, in that income bracket that would allow us to just spend, you know, uh, you know, 15 grand a year to go to Disney. No, I, I have better things to spend 15 grand a year on. <laughs> yeah. So, so you start, so you start looking at the club and you're like, okay, well, you know, you, oh, you're making all these claims to Mason. Well, you go inside and it has the black and white checkered floor, which is a sign of the Masons. It represents duality. Um, and then you look at all the curtains and all the, um, the draperies and the, the, uh, silverware and everything. It's blue and gold, which are Ooh. the colors of the Masons. So, I mean, how many times can we, we say that, you know, this is, this is this it's, it is what it is. And then you go into the club and there are two pillars inside, Shocker. which is Joaquin and Boaz, you know, straight from the Masons themselves. So it's, I don't know. That, I mean, that actually what it- goes deeper than the Masons, if I'm not mistaken, you know, just in my conversations with, you know, New York Patriot and, and, and locks in the work that they do on the, on the occult side of things. Um, but you, cause everybody, everybody goes right towards the Masons, but in my mind, I think the Masons, they're, they're not the head of, they're, they're not the head of the serpent. You know what I mean? But they are an active arm and a big active arm because they're found worldwide. They're found in almost every town in America. You know what I mean? And I, I don't know. It's just, it's it's crazy how they can be so much in the public yet so secretive at the same time. Yep. And and even I mean then that's what's interesting about it because you think about some of the people, you know, like our buddies that were in societies. They weren't the high ups that were mm-hmm. up there making the calls, but there are the, those levels of people in there and you just don't get there as a regular Joe Schmo. You, no. you have to earn your way up there. So, I mean, looking at this, it's like, you know, what do you get for it? Well, you get, you know, a premier passport, which is, you know, just basically saying you're a VIP. And then, you know, you get 365 day access to the park. You can come in anytime. Um, You know, there's no blockout dates. You get like unlimited uh, photo pass downloads, uh, free parking and, you know, just discounts on stuff. It's not really like you get this, you know, what would seem worth the cost of it. So right. it definitely seems like it's one of those prestige things. One of those, uh, you know, I'm a member of this club and you aren't. Now I think if I was paying that kind of money, I, in, in my humble little redneck mind, if, if I'm going there and I'm paying this money, I shouldn't have to pay for meals. I shouldn't have to pay for rides. I should be able to go to the front of the line. I shouldn't have, you know, pay for parking, hotel lodging. I shouldn't have to drop a dime. For 15 G's a year. Yeah. Yeah. You would think it should be all inclusive at that point. Mm -hmm. But no, I mean, 
so it's, it's, you just keep seeing these things and you look and you're like, I, I just can't, you know, look the other way. And then you start getting into, I mean, if you want to get into, I don't, you know, I'm not going to pull up the images, but there's all sorts of images. You can go out there and look them up where, um, you know, there's a famous one of uh, Donald Duck on like a doctor's table and he's sitting there waiting and the eye chart behind him says, ask about the Illuminati. Yeah. Um, you know, there's another one from, I forgot what the show is. It's a kid's show with actual people in it. Yeah. People actors. And it says Illuminati on the chalkboard behind them in class. And, you know, I mean, there's like we said before at times, yeah, it could be them just having a goof, but when it's habitual and it it repeats across platforms and, you know, it's, there's more to it. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's pictures in Disney movies of erections. Oh yeah. Um, there's pictures in Disney movies of all sorts of just perverted stuff. There's naked women in the backgrounds. There's scantily clad children, you know, with adults. Um, in Who Framed Roger Rabbit, like they they say, you know, for a good time, call Alice in Wonderland or something like that. I mean, it's just. <laughs> yeah you can laugh about it to an extent but you know i just find it as now it's just they're not even trying to hide it it's just blatant symbolism and they are using the purity of people against them to be victims and that's what i was getting at the children right what is the main focus of disney it's kids and if they can get to them at a young age and now, and you've seen it more so in the last couple of years um, with some of their programming on the social justice side, you know, they have really been pushing the gay agenda lately. Mm-hmm. Um, the trans community has been heavily pushed lately. Um, the lack of the nuclear family has been pushed in a lot of their shows nowadays. So, you're seeing agenda-driven things in, in their programming. Now, you're also seeing a ghost at the park. And I, I, we were talking about this beforehand real quick. I was, I was looking through, and I found this article from 2021 where it the headline is, Disney goes woke with new anti-racist agenda for employees. So last year, they were teaching or pushing critical race theory on their employees in, in a plan called reimagine tomorrow. Right. Oh so God. here we go again, they're rewriting the narrative of the future and they were urging workers to recognize their white privilege in a battery of training modules on topics such as systematic racism and white fragility. Wow. I mean, didn't Coca-Cola do something similar? Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. Coke did that too. I yep. Like, and, and fuck. it, it it just blows your mind because I mean, look at the ma- the majority of your client base, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's worldwide, but the majority of your client base is not racists. No, right? I I don't know too many racists that are going to Disney World. I don't know too many racists. Period. You know, well, what I mean? I'm with you. I don't. <laughs> I don't. You know, I know I mean, people who make jokes and say off the cuff things, but that's not racism. No. Not you know, all. when it comes to actually dealing with other human beings that are that it would qualify, there's no issues. No, you know, and I have yet. I mean, I actually once in my life 
I have seen racism and it was, uh, it was in my, on my street growing up. Uh, and it's funny because we moved from New Jersey to Connecticut, uh, cause my dad's job relocated. Well, my coach from my soccer team in New Jersey, who was black, uh, and he, his family got relocated to the same town as us. And actually he bought a house on the same street. So it was really cool having my friend from New Jersey moving up with us basically and living on our street. Well, these old school people on our, uh, on our block started going around house to house saying, you know, we gotta, we, we can't have this. We can't have these colored people on our street. And, you know, and they'd always see them playing in our front yard with us and everything. And all the neighborhood kids were playing with them just like they were any other kid. Right. As kids do, unless they are told there's something wrong with that other kid. Um, And eventually the neighborhood just basically said, go go screw, man. These are good people. I don't give a shit that they may have a little extra melanin. You know, they are good people. And F you, you piece of shit. Exactly. And it was great to see, you know, I actually saw racism backfire big time because that guy ended up getting ostracized in the neighborhood from then on. Nobody would talk to that asshole. The rest of, you know, I live, my, my dad still lives in that street. Um, so That's awesome. I, I experienced that once when I was in the military, I was DJing and, uh, I had a, a, a black friend, uh, we called him skinny cause he was he was real skinny. You know, he was tall and just a beanpole, you know what I mean? Nicest kid, you know, but at, at the end of the day, it, it, you know, if someone's going to run their mouth at him, you know, he, he's not going to step, you know, sta- stand for it or, you know, he's going to, st- you know, stand up for himself. And, you know, we'd make fun of him. He'd be in the weight room and he'd be using the colored weights, the, you know, the, the green, the yellows, you know, trying to, oh, look, I'm lifting a lot of weight. And we'd be like, skinny, come on, man, put, put, put some real, you know, weight on there or what have you. Well, one night I was DJing and this, this white kid was giving him problems and he comes up to me. He's like, dude, I don't know what the hell this, this dude's problem is. I said, well, if it gets out of hand, you know, let me know. And, uh, next thing you know, I, I see like an argument break out and I put on like a, I don't know, a long song. I, I was sitting there right rifling through looking for like a, you know, anything around 10 minutes or, or longer, put it on and I escort this dude out and he's out there and he's running his mouth to skinny and, and, and skinny didn't, didn't really want to fight. And he called him uh, the, the N word with a hard R I wrapped yeah. him up in, in like from behind with, with, his, you know, his arms behind his back. I said, skinny, take your best fucking shot. And man, he, fu- he laid, he, he laid the dude out two, two, three shots, knocked him out. I dropped him on the ground. I said, let's go back in and have some drinks. You know, somebody, yep. somebody, one of his friends will find him, And yep. that was the end of it. And he's like, dude, thanks. I was like, dude, you don't need to thank me. That that was some fucking bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. fuck, fuck him. You know, I don't, yeah, who, who I are don't you? care if he's Get dead. Out of here. <laughs> you know what I mean? But anyway, back to Disney. Yeah, man. I mean, you just keep, you keep, it keeps getting darker. You know, yeah. you start looking into some of the themes a little bit. And one of the ones that always interest me was the little mermaid because there's i mean you start at the cover of the box and you look at the cover of the box and the castles the castle columns are cocks yeah you know so they they drew that intentionally then you get into the movie and it's you know the princess and or ariel and and the prince are getting married and the priest gets a boner during the wedding ceremony mm-hmm. noticeable and and they've actually edited out in the newer versions of it. Oh, um, have they? 
Yeah, because <laughs> many so many people, people are pointing it out. Yeah, it gets to a point where it's ridiculous. Now, the one thing, though, you think about occult and 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 dark themes. Well, you think about Ariel and what she did, you know, in in making that contract with Ursula. It's almost like she sold her soul to uh, so that she could marry a prince. You know, and, and and that idea of of giving up yourself in making that ultimate sacrifice in order to get what you want. And that's all you have to do. All you have to do is make that one sacrifice and we can give you anything you want. That's a common thing amongst a lot of things. You you yeah. look at Hollywood, you look at you look at the music industry, you know, you sell yourself and then next thing you know, someone close to you is sacrificed or killed. Yep. Yeah relative friend yeah it always happens and and ny patriot even brought up he when i was talking with him about about that he goes that's a scarlet horror he goes that's the voiceless she has no voice um you know she has no say and i'm like wow and and they've done it before you know i mean even in the pocahontas story like um pocahontas was supposed to you know she converted to christianity supposedly in the in the real story um but then when she went to the temple, you know, she went to consult with like the pagan nature gods and, and goddesses. So like, there's a lot of paganism in there now. Am I saying paganism's wrong? No, I, I think there's a lot to paganism. Oh, absolutely. But, I'm, I'm on the same pa- page with you. Yeah. But you, you start looking into these all, you know, pushing this stuff on children. It's like, well, okay. I mean, it's one thing to, to show them different cultures, but to push you know, re- you know, the whole religion thing on them and all that, it is totally different. But then you get into things like Fantasia, which is just pure magic, right? And there's, there's all sorts of demons in there and myths in there. And you can take it either way, right? W- much like magic itself, it's the intention that you put in, right? Into it. So if you're watching this and you're understanding what's going on, like we talked about before, you can almost counter it. But if you're sitting there and absorbing this and just taking it in and in and in, it can overwhelm you at a point. And that's where you get to with, like, you know, say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
I mean, you look at all the characters in Fantasia. You have, you know, the half goat, half human creature, um, you know, which is Pan, basically. Yeah. And then you have Peter Pan. It, and then you have Peter Pan, which is about a bunch of kids who have no parents, right? Running around on a pirate ship. And that that ties into another one. What's one of Disney's big blockbuster things prior to Star Wars? It was Pirates of the Caribbean. And they basically, you know, took these this idea of these thieves and murderers and turned them into like your mom and pop, you know, hero that you want to look up to. And and who's and, the main star? It, well, in the the live action movies is Johnny Depp. And he yep. he's got some dark shit going on. He's as deep as they get, you know, and, and you, you can, I mean, there's a lot of people that dig deep into the esoteric side of Disney and you, you can go into it for days. I mean, you look into their movies and stuff and it's just one of those where it, it's dark. So I try to just hit on it a little bit and then say, Hey man, if you guys want to go dig some more, go dig some more because you, we could go through all the different movies and all the different instances and people will never watch anything from disney again and that's not my intention here either no, i want people to understand very good uh series to 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 go down you know maybe lump three or four movies in do a deep dive on them and you know bring it out you know what i mean because i know i mean even if i'm not part of that uh, i would listen to that you know yeah. what i mean yeah and i did that a little bit with the mind control side of things um where I started looking at some of the different uh, actually the, with the real childhood actors and such and how, you know, some of these people claimed serious uh, mind control programs were put on them in Disney and, and that the whole, and, and you, you can go out there in mainstream media. There's a lot of articles out there talking about how, um, you know, the mistreatment of Disney childhood actors, Oh my the God. look at Lindsay Lohan. Oh, I mean, Miley Cyrus, Britney yeah. Spears, you know, the list goes on and on. And and it makes you wonder, right? Is it worth it? And that's that's what it really boils down to. You know, you think, think about Britney's your child realizing it, it was never worth it because you, you mm -hmm. look at there for a while and her Instagram. I mean, she was going nuts, you know, it, it, nuts in our mind. But, you know to you look at some of these other instagram models or whatever you know she wasn't being that risque but for 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 britney being able to actually express herself after getting away from her father and what have you it was just like oh what the fuck you know what i mean and well and the voices she was using and it's just weird and that's all side effects of mind control yeah alter ego stuff that's the splitting of self you know she has multiple alternate personalities um, you know, I mean, you even, it, it's funny because when you think about that, I mean, the first thing that came to my mind was the show Hannah Montana, yeah, which had Miley Cyrus in it, where she was a split personality in the show itself within the show. She was Hannah Montana. And then, you know, she was just a regular kid right? and they were showing you right there. And, and you look at her symbol in the show, it was a butterfly, you know, her mm. guitar was a butterfly um, which is ties into monarch mind control, which is again, a, a dissociative, um, splitting of the personalities. Uh, yep. my daughter was a huge Hannah Montana fan for a little while. And 
I'm not saying my mom's a genius, but she saw something on, on, on the wall and she goes, no, that, that kid is no good. She's going to grow up. She's going to be in my mom's words. She's going to be a whore. She's going to be this and da, 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 da. And you look after that show came out and, you know, my, my daughter had the CDs, you know, some of the, the, you know, the, the TV series dolls, whatever. And then all of a sudden she comes out and she, she always, she's a train wreck. We all know what Miley Cyrus, you know, became. And it was like, holy shit, my mom was kind of right. And at the time oh, I yeah. argued with her, I was just like, no, it's, it, it's a Disney kids show. You know, I was young, you know, I was in my late twenties at the time. And, but yeah, looking back at it now and, you know, it's like, I should have listened to my mom. <laughs> Well, yeah, and it makes me wonder, right? After doing all this research and digging through all this stuff, it makes me wonder if Disney, the entire purpose of Disney is mind control from the actors to the population. If if Disney was just created as a wing of propaganda and, and programming from the CIA under under the guise of we are going to be wholesome children's programming, right? Right. And right. and there, there, go what ahead. Was there used to be a show on HBO. I don't know if it was affiliated with Disney. Um, was it Kids Incorporated? Yes. Was that part of Disney back then? Yeah. And yeah, that I, was a Disney show. Yeah, and I remember because. I wasn't fortunate enough to have Disney, but like, you know, some of my friends did and they're like, Oh, kids incorporate are coming on you. Yeah. And I remember going over and watching it one time. just like, in, in my mind, I was like, this is dumb. Like they're just running around dancing, half singing. Yeah. And I'm like, why are you all so addicted to that? And I, I think it watched maybe like two episodes and I was like, nah, I, I'm good. I'm going to go play outside. You know what I mean? Like I'm going to go build a fort or whatever. I'm going to be a boy. <laughs> Well, what's interesting is is when I was growing up, Nickelodeon was bigger than Disney. Yeah, you know, for, from a, we watched all the different Nickelodeon shows, and then you find out that Dan, all, yep. all that, and you find out the the head of that is Dan Snyder, who's a creep beyond creeps. Yeah, but yeah, and you start seeing it though, and and one of the things that I, you know, when I start digging into the whole mind control thing, everyone gets real skeptical. So what I started doing was digging into the source. And what I found was, and there's this one woman named Mary Lewis, who, and there's many, many documented cases out there. If you want to go dig and look for them, it's not hard to find. Just duck, duck, go Disney mind control experiments or Disney mind control actors. And you'll get some interesting stories there. And, and one of the things that this Mary Lewis woman said is certain themes have surfaced throughout the years which to this day continue to amaze me as I hear them over and over. The Disney theme parks, MGM studios, Disney movies, Disney characters, and Disney songs have been used in conjunction with programming. My understanding of this is that using such a familiar and popular theme assures that the program will be triggered easily. However, sitting where I sit, hearing what I hear, and seeing what I see, I cannot refute this truth anymore. Wow. So, and and that's, yeah. And and I'm not even going to get into, if you guys want to get into wild, look into Fritz Springmeier and Disney, because he goes as far as saying that 
the FBI and CIA created Disney as essentially a child trafficking, child resource ring. Dude, let's go down that path because all the tunnels and everything that lead under there, they have their own personal hospital. No one's ever died of the Rona. Um, yep. All that. No shit. one's ever died, period, on Disney. Yeah, property. exactly. Um, and it's just to me, that's weird. And if you look at especially down in Florida, I mean, it was basically built on swamplands. So, I mean, that took some some good architectural and structural engineering to build said tunnels underneath this huge, you know, facility and where, you know, the, the characters can go certain places and disappear and then, you know, have a break and then pop up somewhere on the other side or that's how they get all their food. And, you know, list goes on. But it, it, it's just, oof. um, no one's died. They have their own, like I said, their own hospital and, and bringing it back to, you know, they are their own government at the end of the day. Um, yep. It, how it, that, that, that's like up there with Washington, DC, the Vatican and London, um, being their own little entities within a country. It, it gets to that level almost, right? And that's what you, I didn't realize until I started digging into this is, is how exclusive Disney is. And uh, so if you want here, here's one of the thing, one of uh, uh, Fritz Springmeier's quotes from the Illuminati formula to create a mind control slave. He goes, California Disneyland has been an off hour site for Illuminati and satanic rituals for years. Programming has gone on using Disneyland as one big prop for programming. Many of the Disney movies are used for programming, and some Disney scripts are especially tailored for monarch slave programming. The Peter Pan programming can use the ship. The space programming can use the space props. The satanic programming can use the castles. Lots of mirror programming done at Disneyland and Disney World. There is also Magic Mountain programming, programming of around the world and it's a theme song um some of wizard of oz and cinderella programming was also done at disneyland using costumes pre-verbal children are taken to disneyland to get them ready for the scripts mm. now shit i had a question uh, which is disneyland is which one's bigger the cali one cali cali's bigger than yep. the one in florida uh it might be now yeah because they've grown okay. that one all right because me being an east coaster like you you know you, i always associated you know disney with the one in florida and then you know disneyland and disney world and you know could could never associate the difference but you know the fact that they have all these accesses like you said after dark you know to these castles for magic you know this for that and it's like come on like what well it's a playground right yeah 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 essentially i mean and that's and what it's it, not that's a playground it, for us it's a playground for the elite no no yeah we we serve no benefit we are the victims of this if anything i'm just trying i cannot find i found another good quote by him that's tied to mind control too um, and then we can look into a little bit of the examples of it, but, uh, man, I'm pissed. I can't find it. Cause he basically called out the FBI and the CIA and said that they were trafficking kids at Disney. Um, 
but he says here, he says, Disney, uh, this is from the same book. Uh, Disney movies and other shows are so important to programmers. They're the perfect hypnotic tool to get a child's mind to disassociate in the right direction. Most of the Disney films are used for programming purposes. Some of them are specifically designed for mind control. And so, I mean, you look at some examples. I mean, just look from the Mickey Mouse Club. Okay. And that's an interesting one in itself because you look at Mickey Mouse Club. The initials of that are MMC which is also monarch mind control mm. um, just so happens to be a coincidence, but very, very interesting one in that. But then you look at some of the, the people from that, right? Britney Spears that we talked about. Another one's Christina Aguilera. Yep. She had her alternate personality, X-Tina. And then you had uh, Miley Cyrus, who we talked about. Shia LaBeouf was another one. Mm. Um you know, and, and the list goes on and on, but the, you know, you start looking at it and Britney Spears first tattoo was a butterfly. Um, you know, you start seeing all of these different images and, and, and then they also go through a ritual, right? That's the other thing. And that was Britney and, and Madonna, that whole kiss thing. If you saw yeah. that back in the day, that was a giant psyop, a giant ritual. It was a, you know, a manipulation, and then, Where do you think then what Justin happened? Timberlake comes into play because he was a Disney kid too from the Mickey Mouse Club. And, you know, obviously he was in the boy band and this and that. And then he broke out on his own. And then years later, he performs at the CMAs with Chris Stapleton. And in my mind, I, you know, I'm, I like country. I'm, I'm not a huge country fan, but the two of them in that performance took pop country of today and, and gave him a big, middle finger and said no this is how country music should sound and and he's never really gone off his his rocker so but at the end of the day you hear you hear whispers that you know he's he's not he's not good either well and that's the thing it's it's what do we see right, right. we only see what they want us to see correct um and and one of the interesting things about the monarch program is they say that at at or around the age of 30 is when most of the subjects break, uh, just totally break down. And, and the programming doesn't seem to work as effectively after the age of 30, or they have to go through a full um, re-indoctrination almost hmm. um, and reprogramming. That's why you'll see a lot of these celebrities, they go to quote unquote rehab. Um, and a lot of times that's just reprogramming. Right. They come out and, and, and some of the signs are, you know, um, you know, the dying of hair. So like when, you know, you yeah. saw Kanye go to rehab, when he came out of rehab, he had blonde hair. Um, you'll see I a was, lot of, that's funny. I was just going to ask you where, where does Kanye kind of fit into this? Because he he's, you know, he came out, he made some good music and then all of a sudden he's known as this fucking basket case. And then he, he seems kind of normal. And then they made him into an, even more basket case because he, he, you know, he, he was on the side of Trump and, and he was saying some, some, some good things, you know, and trying to explain, you know, you know, slavery today and everybody took him out of context. And now he, he's, you know, obviously getting a divorce or whatever. And Pete Davidson is it, that that's another character in it all yeah. in it, in himself. Um, but you know, they're making it look like he's losing his mind again. Um, did he have any ties with Disney or is it just, that's just Kanye? 
No, I think he he's monarch mind control from the beginning. You know, I mean, and, and you look at him and he had the sacrifice, which some will say was his mother. Oh, yeah, yeah, true. Remember, she went to have that surgery yep. and elective surgery and was and died. So, I mean, Kanye, Kanye's kind of one of those cases where he is almost certainly uh, has been in some sort of mind control program. And, and what happens though, is like what you're saying is right. He kind of seems like wavy, right. And, and at times it almost seems like it stops working and that's when they say, Oh, well, he's gone crazy again. He's got to come into rehab. And that's when they bring him back in, they get him fixed up and then they send him back out. Um, you know, all, uh, all reprogrammed, but who knows between and 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 the other thing ghost is with all the you know frequencies out there and things they talk about they they talk about these you know voice to god weapons where they can talk into your head and things like that that you know some of these people may be on and you know i watched when i did my mind control episode i watched some really dark shit on people who had just you know claimed to have been through some dark dark stuff where you know, they were just hearing voices constantly and, and it was being sent to them from a handler and, and they knew it, but there was nothing they could do. I think the most, uh, w- when it comes to that, the Manchurian candidate is, uh, most, what most common people that may not be in the conspiracy field or, or truth community or, you know, work that, you know, you do, or, you know, guests that I have on to, to, to explain you know, kind of expose this, um, can relate to, and, you know, that that's right under monarch mind control. You know what I mean? You have, you have a, a person that hears a certain word and all of a sudden, boom, they carry out a mission. Um, you kind of saw it with, uh, I believe it was Cardi B and she kind of zoned out, just looked. And then, uh, the, the person interviewed her, like clapped his hands three times and said something, the same word three times and wrote right back. You know what I mean? And it's, it's just weird to watch and, oh, and there's people blow it off. Yeah, no, I did. And again, in my episode, the mind control episode, I I played clips of uh, Miley Cyrus in an interview. I think it might've been with Ellen. And as soon as Ellen mentioned her boyfriend's name, you saw her, her switch. And she went from Miley, like, you know, the woman to like a, a, a young adolescent girl who was like giggly and talked in a high pitch voice. And then there was another one, I think it was Brittany with Diane Sawyer. And she did the same thing. All of a sudden you saw it in her eyes, something clicked. And all of a sudden she didn't know what was going on. And she just started awkwardly giggling. And yeah, so it's, it's real. I mean, as much as people want to poo poo it, you, you go out there and you do the research and the government admits they ran the program up until 73. And right. if you know anything about the government and any program that they run, if it's any sort of success, they will keep it going. Exactly. They will find a way. And, and, and mind control is one program that they have continued without a doubt. Now, now what else do you have on uh, child trafficking with Disney? Nothing, nothing, Okay. nothing. I did not, honestly, I did not go down. Oh, well, I, I didn't go down that that rabbit hole of, of Disney itself. Now, what you do have is a big problem at the Disney with Disney employees. Okay. Okay. And the Disney corporation. So here's an interesting one that people go check it out for yourself. If you don't believe me, Disney cruise lines reportedly offered trips to 
Epstein's Little St. James Island. Oh, Disney shit. Cruise Line. They yeah, they sponsored snorkeling expositions to the island. Now think about that. You're taking kids. You're going to send them over to Epstein Island for snorkeling. Doesn't yeah. exactly sound like it's the uh, the safest of of routes. No. And, so another thing that's interesting and, and when is you, when you go into the cruise lines, um, people you, you don't you I don't know how to word this because there's reports of, of kids going missing, but it's not reported at the same time. If that makes sense, you know, yep. you know what I mean? Oh no. And, and that's what I was just going to get to. Yeah. Because, because between 2000 and 2014, nearly 200 passengers went missing from cruise ships. And so, you know, it, it's maritime law out there. Right. So, there's no protection for you or any compensation, you know, if anything happens because of the cruise ship's negligence. Uh, uh, that's so fucked up. When you, uh, yeah. Oh my God. Like, uh, well, and then you want to, you want to keep going that route. Yeah. You, you get into some dis there's, there's rumors of Disney, uh, head honchos having ties into Epstein Island, into the Lolita express, um, and there's actually a YouTube video if people want to go out and watch it, uh, that talks about it. I don't know if it's still up there, um, but it was, and what you'll see is these cruise lines, you know, that, that Disney cruise line going to St. James Island and, uh, and, and think about that people. I mean, out of all the islands they could pick in that area, they picked that one. Yeah. Why would they mm -hmm. pick little St. James? And yeah. And what most people also don't realize is not far from little St. James. Um, Biden has his own Island. Yes, he does. You know, he, he likes to sniff kids and, and, and get kind of weird. So, but nobody wants to look into that because he's, he's the savior of the day. Well, yeah. Oh, geez. Yeah. Old man, Joe. Yeah. So now we'll, we'll get into some, uh, now you, you want to know about the actual people. Well, let's see. You're like, oh, well, you're just going to bring up, you know, that those are just one offs. No. Okay. So let's go through the last, you know, eight years ago, 2014, Disney Cruise employee accused of molesting a 13 year old on the cruise. 2015, Disney employee raped a female outside the House of Blues on the Disney property. 2017, Disney exec charged for molesting 10 to 15 year olds. 2018, James Gunn fired from Guardians of the Galaxy for offensive tweets related to rape jokes and pedo jokes. And that dude is a creepy bastard if anybody knows anything about James Gunn. And Disney rehired him and he works for them now. Uh, 2018, Disney World and Lego workers arrested in child pornography sting. 11 suspects in a child pornography sting in Central Florida, some of whom worked for Disney World and Lego. And then the best is 2019, the Disney vice president was sentenced to more than six years for the rape of a seven-year-old. How many years? A little more than six years for raping a seven-year-old. 
there's yeah there's there's dudes out there that that get sentenced more for raping an adult woman yep what the yep. fuck it's it's just it's disgusting and then you look and it's like okay well this is the one well then you look in in, in there was an article in uh in i think it was like crime magazine or something that was looking mm-hmm. at disney and 35 disney employees in in less than a 10-year span were arrested on child sex charges so you know to say it's a one-off and oh well disney has thousands of employees yeah that's true but i also work for a company that has thousands of employees and i haven't heard of any of our workers being busted in child sex things no so you know i work for the second largest building material delivery you know in the united states and i've never heard anything like that yeah yeah i mean i used to work for ibm so if anything happened there it would have been on the news that would have been big time news right and yeah nothing so but then you get in and and it's not just the the you know just the employees then you look at the kid actors right and you look at like a demi lovato who uh said that another disney actor had sex with her when she was 15 and then disney made her keep working with him yeah wasn't he uh a few years older than her yeah he was like 18 or 19 something like that yeah and then you had uh ricky garcia who uh claimed he was sexually assaulted at 12 for many years by his disney talent manager wow uh you had Jordan Pruitt, who claimed at 14 her manager sexually assaulted her and Disney did nothing to protect her. And then the most famous one lately was Bella Thorne, who was sexually abused from the age of six to 14 and, you know, was working for Disney two of those years. And they did nothing to help her and nothing to stop it. Does so, Rose McGowan have any ties to Disney? Because she, that's a good... she, she came out fucking dropping some bombs on a lot of oh yeah she was going after weinstein yeah let me see here because that's a name i did not come across disney let's see uh oh yeah Uh, oh yeah she worked for disney 2001 2006 hmm yep oh yeah she's she's a disney one wow I'd be interested. I didn't nothing. I'm surprised nothing came up about her though. Yeah, because you know, she came out making all these claims and everybody was like, oh, she's just nuts, yada yada yada. You know, trying to de- debunk her, like, you know, the the mockingbird media does and everybody else, you know, to make her look stupid, you know, always always make the victim look stupid. Well, except except when it benefits them, right? Remember right. uh when they were going for that, what was his name? the Supreme Court nominee. No, uh, 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 I, whatever his name is, I can yeah. picture his face, but yeah, and and but we weren't supposed to trust the victim then, right? It's, it's unbelievable. The fuck was this his name? Is. Shit. <laughs> yeah, slimy white guy with brown hair. I can't think of his name. It's gonna drive me nuts. Yeah, because Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh. Yeah, that's right. Because you had yeah. that 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 lady, and then uh, I don't know. She was a plant. <laughs> yeah. But then any, any, you know, and we're supposed to trust all the me too's except when it goes against the people that they're trying to protect. Right. And and, and that's kind of what you see in, in Disney too, is, 
you know, as long as the show must go on. So if, 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 you know, there's casualties of war along the way is almost the feeling that you get from the corporation as to how they handle, you know, children, you know, whether it's sexual issues, whether it's sexual abuse, whether it's straight up abuse, whether it's neglect or even just the trauma of being a child actor and, and not living a normal life, you know, being in a studio all day and, and not having a normal childhood. And then, you know, at late teenage years or young, you know, young adult years, you're just thrown out into the world having not, you know, having been a caged animal for the past decade. Right. You know, these kids, they're just, it, it's, it's so wrong on so many levels. And uh, you brought up, uh, Wizard of Oz earlier, and everybody knows the horrific shit that Judy, Judy Garland had to go through, and yet everybody just kind of, oh, that that sucks because you know obviously she's passed away years and years ago, and and, and I think that's kind of why it's like, oh, that sucks, you know, you know times were different then, but oh yeah, it, you it, get that you a look lot now. No, it, it, the shit still goes on the same fucking way. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, and if not more nowadays, yeah. because what do you have now? Now you have the internet, right? So now it's not only is it the, the physical, now it's the pictures, it's the videos, these creeps mm -hmm. that are, you know, oh, send me, send me a picture in your underwear, all this shit, you know, it's, right. it's just, it's gotten to a point where, you know, we're, we're reaching and I, I hate to sound dramatic, but this is, you know, how much longer till we're in Babylon? Exactly. You know, these uh, you, you hear about the fall of Rome and, and the fall of Greece, and this is the point at which they fell, you know, when pedophilia was was wildly accepted and the the inversion of life was what became reality. Mm -hmm. And 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 that can only sustain for a certain amount of time. But Disney's been doing it for over 50 years now, and it's not stopping because, as you see, their programming continues like I, I haven't had cable for uh, probably about two years now uh just because i couldn't deal with commercials oh, yeah, some of the shows here. i liked but it was the commercials so i find ways around it but that was the thing i mean and you don't have to necessarily it's not all the shows that are bad on disney it's the programming that comes with the commercials that you yeah. don't pay attention to that your kids are just being bombarded with with the masks and with the, you know, vaccine and, and with, you know, all these issues, you know, I remember uh, they were pushing BLM back in, in 2020 and, 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 you know, why not push Antifa while you're at it? Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, <clears throat> and the occult rejects broke down uh, or, or maybe it was just New York Patriot, but no, no, it was the occult rejects um, with WandaVision and how it starts out in black and white and how, how this and, and all the symbolism to basically the Scarlet whore. And it's just like, what the fuck at the end of the day? Cause you know, everybody wants to sit down and watch a, a cool comic book movie that, that people our age remember going down to the comic book store and buying the comic and reading it. And now it's, now it's a major motion picture that we, we wish we had way back then. And the, the, the subliminal and fucking just weird fucking shit that they, they overlay in it, but people, people watch it and, and 
have no fucking clue. No fucking clue. Oh, yeah. It's it's overt programming. You know, I mean, it's just in your face. And some people are just so blind to it that they don't even recognize it. And, hey, it must be nice to be able to go through life just ignorant. Oh, you know, it, I mean, yeah. just blind. It's hard because, you know, my wife will want to watch something and I'm sitting there and I'm like, fuck, do I say something? You know, and at the end of the day, I usually just keep my mouth shut because, you know, I, I love her to death, but certain things I have to not necessarily handle her with kid gloves, but, but just kind of break the ice slightly. Um, like she did not want to hear the origins of Santa Claus. And if, if she even listens to this episode, it's going to crush her world because she's always loved Disney. You know, it's always been a big part of her life. You know, she lived in Florida for a little bit as a kid went to Disney, you know, her sister took, took her kids, you know, my niece and nephew to Disney a, a couple of years ago. And it was, you know, a big thing. And it's like, even when they did that, I'm, I'm sitting there thinking in the back of my mind, if you only fucking knew, if you only fucking knew. Yep. And I have, I have ghost. I have family that goes to, goes to Disney world annually. Yeah. Like their life is revolves around Disney. And you know, it's like, man, I just, I don't know. I, I, I can't, I can't buy into it. You know, I I've seen behind the curtain and once right. you've seen behind the curtain, there's no going back. No. Because you know, and, and back listen, to Wizard of Oz. Once they pulled the curtain back and saw what was really going on, how, how how can you go back from that? Yeah, and that's and and but that's the thing though, uh, and and much like art, right? In general, and and we're finding out the truth about a lot of our favorite actors and and sports uh, superstars and everything, and how we were presented one image, and then you find out well. Yeah, this person wasn't really that. And they were honestly, a lot of them were real big pieces of shit. And and so what I've had to do is separate the art from the artist, right? And say, okay, I'm taking this at face value. This was the show at that time. And that's the show I was into. I don't give a shit what these guys were into at the time. So be it. Right. And because otherwise you can't watch anything anymore. No. Because every, just about every show I mean, you can even go into the ESPNs. There's people in there that are just sick people. Yeah. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, and, and, it's it, it's all across the board from ESPN yeah. to to. Well, it's that high level, right? It's yeah. that one percent ghosts that we talk about all the time. And that's the people who are making the decisions. It's the people with the big money. It's the people pushing the propaganda. It's the people trying to make the rules for the other ninety nine percent. Mm-hmm. Right. And all they want to do is control us and they'll do anything to do it. And this is part of it. Part of it is, is that programming and, and to make you believe. And, and again, to think inversion, Disney's called the happiest place on earth. And, and to many it is, and to many, it, many children, it has been nothing but a pure nightmare. Exactly. And, and it's unfortunate because those stories don't get out. And, and aren't told in the way they should. And, and Disney just keeps raking in bill. And although they are taking quite a hit lately, which I love to see in the pocketbook, but they're still, I mean, they're making billions over billions of dollars yeah. hand over fist and, you know, just keep pushing out the propaganda and keep buying more and more and more. Um, as a simpleton, like channels, like, you know, they bought Marvel, they bought, 
you know, this, they bought that, you know, just so they have the rights to it. Star Wars, you know, all this. And it's like, well, and it's like, it's like all media, right? It's been yeah. consolidated down. We went from over 50 broadcasting companies and down to now there's five to six, if you right. want to consider it, you know, five, maybe six, one of them is kind of tied in with another. So Worldwide. I mean, the, 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 yeah, yeah, that's it. It's globally. The, the information has been narrowed down to a point. Now, tell me that you can't get six people to come together and figure out something and work together and get something done. And then tell me, okay, all it takes is six groups to put out a certain message and get it out to everyone because mm -hmm. they control all of the media, whether it's video, print, internet, TV, whatever it is, they, they, all of it, guys. <laughs> yeah. And that's the craziest part. It's like, and you, and people still think they can't control a narrative or they can't push a certain agenda. It's like, holy shit, you are blind. If you yeah, cannot push it every quit. fucking day. Yeah. Every I mean, day. think about it. Just think about work. Think about your work life. Has there ever been six people that got together and conspired to do something, you know, that the other rest of the company or rest of the people didn't want to do? Sure. I've had a lot of, you know, coups like that within my small department, right? Like six people. Oh, we're going to do it this way. You guys do it your way and we'll find out. And that's basically what it is. Yeah. And, but people want to go on. Oh, that's just conspiracy theory. You know, everyone, somebody would talk by now. Well, guess what? People have talk and guess yeah. they're not around anymore. No. Or you'll never not, hear from them again. Yeah. Because they're not they've around or you grid. look at them as a fucking kook. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, like McAfee and guys like that. Yeah, because you're programmed you know? to look at it that way. Yep. You, you dumb shit. <laughs> Not you, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, and to think, you know, it's the same people who think that that, that Gil Bates is, is a uh, humanitarian when this guy created, you know, created, I use that term loosely, he stole yeah. stuff to create his PCs and then the diabolical nature of himself decided, ah, these computers need viruses so that mm -hmm. I have something to keep making money off of you on. So I'll create the virus and then I'll create the antivirus. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's, it's something they've done to us over and over again. And just because this is cartoon characters and we've been programmed to believe in the purity of Walt Disney, that it couldn't happen here. And I hate to break it to you folks, but from what I've presented to you tonight, and if you want to dig a little bit more, feel free, because the, the, all signs point to Disney not being the happiest place on earth and having some dark ulterior motives um, and, and being corrupted in a sense, being controlled. If you, if you want to replace corrupted with controlled, right. Um, you know, he's part of, he, he's part of the big club. And I say this all the time and, you know, I, I feel, feel kind of doomy saying it, but once you get that big, you're, you're corrupted. You're part of the club. You didn't get there without doing something for someone. You know, they say, you know, Elon Musk, oh, he's out there to no, Elon Musk is not out for us guys. No. You know, and all these guys that, that they make most of his technology and yep. quote unquote inventions. Or was them. given because yeah, or, yeah, it yeah. came from wealthy family. Yeah. You know, all this. And that's another thing. All this bullshit rags to riches. There are so few rags to riches stories. And, and ones you do hear are the ones that are total bullshit. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, Rob I know one hitting on, yeah, hitting on that in his newest newest episode. They all come from humble beginnings. Oh yeah, yeah. Bezos started yeah. in a garage, right? Gates started in a garage. Jobs started in a garage. All these guys, you know, all these bands like Grateful Dead and Mamas Nirvana. and the Papas. They all just yeah. started in a in a in a in a garage. Yeah. Why a garage? Yeah. <laughs> well, because we all have one, right? Almost yep. everybody has one. So you True. can relate to that. You can say, oh, I, I can do that too. And that's what they try and do. They try and make you relate to it. When in reality, man, you are, like I said, it's, it's, it's a big club and you ain't in it. Yeah. And it, and it kind of goes into the, the, the podcast community. You know what I mean? You, you hear these big guys and, you know, humble beginnings, you know, certain, certain people and what have you. But then you look at their production scale at the end of the day and it's like, Come on, dude. You, you didn't start from scratch. You had money from the get-go. You had backing. You had some kind of help to 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 launch you in, in, in a sense. You know what I mean? It might not have started out super great, but at the end of the day, you're, you're almost larger than life to a lot of people. And you have a producer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on. Let's be I don't have. Yeah, I, I I don't buy into any of this rags to riches shit. And no. You know, when you get to a certain level, you have to make concessions. I mean, that's part of the deal, I guess. I just, I don't know. I, I, I'm one who, I'm not a money guy. Like, I, the whole concept of money just skews me out. You know, I, it's, it's nice to have, but it's caused more problems than it does good, you know, that I've found with people. And when people, people want it, and then when they get it, they change and they can't get enough of it. It's it's the ultimate drug, man. Yeah. Biggie said it best. Mo money, mo problems. Yeah. Never <laughs> get high on your own supply. Man. Exactly. <laughs> and, <laughs> hey, if you seriously, if you think about it, and I want I want to do this on my next music show because I, I started it as a joke. But, dude, the 10 crack commandments is a, is a great way to live by. Exactly. If you break them down and actually look at them. It makes total. It's not. It's not as uh, you know aesthetically pleasing to hear it the way he puts it. As right. you know, but you can uh, replace crack commandment. with anything. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, but yeah, you know what I mean. It's like you don't get high in your own supply. You, oh man, that now, now I'm gonna have to go listen to that song after you know we wrap up because that was a fucking great song. Yeah. Oh yeah, commandments. <laughs> <laughs> one yeah i yeah. will we'll run but yeah no so i mean and that's that's where we are with disney you know i i i want people to still be able to enjoy it i guess you know i don't want to break paradigms but at the same time i want you to see it for what it is mm -hmm. and and the fact that you know it is portrayed as the happiest place on earth yet there are atrocities that take place there there are disgusting people that run and work for the company and they do terrible things to their employees and, and to their customers. So it's, you know, it's, it's, it, we're in the world of inversion ghosts. It's the oh, upside absolutely. down world. So, so anything goes, but I mean, it, what I'll tell you is protect your young kids because it's only going to get heavier. And, uh, and, and I tell anybody that anybody that's Disney people, I say, guys, just be careful. And if you want it, you want some more information, I got plenty to share with you. You know, I will send you my deck and let you read through the information that I have, because 
I'm not making this up. And I didn't want it to be this way. Right. right. That's the, like you said, when I started this, I wanted to prove these idiots wrong and say, no, Disney's not this bad guy and wouldn't, doesn't have these ties with dark groups, but you know, you can go, go into the, go look at the old redacted uh, FBI and CIA documents, and you will see his name in there quite a bit. And the, and the sad part about it is, and I kind of fall under, fall under this because I'm horrible at, at researching. And that's where I give you and, and Ryan so and, and New York Patriot and Luck so much credit that, that you're able to focus and, and do research. Because the moment I sit down and try and do it, all of a sudden I get a case of ADHD and I see shiny things and other rabbit holes and can't focus. And I've done it. I've done that even, even since I was in high school, you know, I couldn't, I never knew how to study. Right. And that's why I have people like you and, and others on to, to get that information out because I know at the end of the day, I, I can't sit and research it. And there's a lot of other people out there that, Okay, you give them the information, you tell them where to go, they'll go there and they either A, might get bored, they'll read it and just be like, "Eh, I don't really believe it or start going down different rabbit holes and forget what they were looking for right up right out the gate. You know what I mean? So I give people like you tons of credit for 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 being able to focus and, and, and do that because, you know my show wouldn't be, you know, what it is in its little infancy. If I didn't have guests on like you and, and many others that, that can come on and and educate me and my guests to, to, to topics like this. Yeah. And it's, it's not easy, right? Because there is so much information out there that it's easy to get tricked. It's easy just to click on the first link and say, oh, this is the story. This is what I'm going with. Exactly. But what, you know, what you have to do is get multiple sources, right? Cross-reference things. And, and what I've come to, to and I, I, I heard this, uh, Howdy McCoskey say this, I'm no longer trying to prove things to be true. I'm trying to prove things that are not true. Mm-hmm. I'm going to show you what's false and that will leave us the rest open for judgment. You know, it's kind of paring down things instead of saying, okay, I know this and this is true. What I'm going to tell you is, okay, I know these things to be false, which leaves us with these things and draw your own conclusions out of the rest. Absolutely. And it makes things, it makes things a lot easier, especially some of these big topics we get into, you know, they're very dark, they're very heavy. And there, there's so much information, good and bad out there that you can get flooded. And I've read a lot of, and watched a lot of Disney, uh, you know, documentaries on YouTube and stuff where people are just wrong. They're just, they're just flat out full of shit. And they right. just, they just make stuff up. And it's like, no, 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 no. That's not how you do this, you know, because if you want to, and that's why I take the time to, to read quotes and, and reference stuff, because then I'm showing you guys where that this is i'm not just pulling this out of my ass this is coming from sources now you can debate the sources that's fine but go look at it yourself at least i've done the research to say okay i'm not just going out on in a duck duck go search and pulling the first article and saying here's what we found disney is a racist uh misogynist anti-semite 
um, because he was friends with so-and-so. No, that's not how it works, you no, know? Not at all. But the, the fact that these guys develop these intense relationships now, could you say, well, Walt is a anti-Semite because he's friends with a Nazi? Yeah, but who's to say the Nazi's anti-Semite? Right. He was just part of the party. It doesn't mean he was one of them. So right. it, that's it's like just, lumping it's, the whole American military into a bad group. You know, yeah, I, the whole I anything. The, yeah, I was in the military. I I didn't feel that I was doing anything bad. You know, you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, we, we know, you know, the military has done some dark things in, in the past, at present and future. <laughs> like bomb Somalia the same night we uh, Russians are bombing Ukraine. Nobody yeah. said anything about it. Nothing. Nothing. It's so funny. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's the world we live in, though. So, you know, you got, you know, what I just tell people is, is, is use a little discernment, right? Mm -hmm. And, and, and try and think, try not to get emotional about it. Cause that's when, once your emotions get involved, the brain stops working. Oh, Cause that's that, you know, so you, what you have to do is cut the emotion out of it and just take it for what it is. Now, if you think it's total bullshit, your brain will tell you that your body will tell you that, and you can just blow it off. But if you can't even take it in and at the first hear of a certain word you are triggered to the point where you start seeing red you lost my friend and, and you're not going to be able to break this down and understand what's going on because disney is is one cog in this massive wheel of deception that we're in you know oh. and that's that's why i started my show because I, I you know i found this about disney and and mind control and all this shit and i'm like you know what none of my friends want to hear about this and in fact, I don't even know if I have any friends anymore because I tried to tell them about this. I'm, I'm in so, the same you know boat, what? brother. <laughs> yeah, let's just go put it on the interwebs and see if people are interested in it. And you know what? There's more people that I thought were interested in it than I ever thought would be. And and so you keep going. And you know what I what I do on my show is just I find things that are interest me, and that I think will interest everybody else. But at the same time. I hate to break it. I'm not going to have the big guests on that everybody else has on. Right. Um, just to tell the same story because I, I'm not that good of an interviewer and I'll admit it. So I'm not going to be able to bring anything new out of that person. Now, what I can do though, is I can go dig on my own for a day, two days and go find some good information and bring it to you. That might be more entertaining. So it's, you know, it's six to one half dozen another. Everybody does it a little different. And, uh, and, but you know what, what you got going here, man, this is a gold mine. I've been, you know, I hope I, so. I, I, I've, I listen to a lot of podcasts and, and yours is one I listen to every week, I, I, every well, episode you. it's on the automatic downloads and it stays in there. Cause man, you, you have a variety of guests, variety of topics, and you know, you just have a good approach with it, man. I love the way you interact with people and, and you know what, what we've done today this has been so much fun man i could go on forever same here i i just i just bring it to hey i'm i'm just a common joe educate me enlighten me you know because at the end of the day that's what i want i want my third eye to to open up to to truth oh and 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 maybe even another way of thinking you know what i mean like to you know could trump be bad yeah Trump could be bad. You know what I mean? You know, three, four years ago, I would have been like, oh, no, I'm a Republican. And, oh, you're, you would you're, have seen red, right? Yeah. Remember what we just talked about two seconds exactly. ago. You would have seen red. You would have got emotional. And, and there's no cognitive thought involved. Nothing. 
and yep. something clicked in my mind and in my way of thinking that it was just like no i i feel like i'm i'm i don't want to get woo woo but floating on a plane where i'm just seeing everything and just taking it in and and hearing other perspectives and not getting mad anymore and yep. just you know you have to vibe on on a certain level that you know negativity's all around us pull in the positive to push the negativity out because at the end of the day negativity kills people so much more mentally and physically than than we realize and just focus and be happy and even if you're you're researching a dark topic or or hearing something like this at the end of the day look for the positive in the message that you can apply or 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 just use to look at something different e- even if it's not disney you might look at um cnn or uh you know the cooking channel in a different light you know just use it and and don't get mad there, there there's no no reason to be mad anymore just live your life and okay yeah certain things will upset you nobody's going to be this positive ball of energy all the fucking time I, i'm not you know i can't find something yeah i get frustrated but at the end of the day it's like dude slow down you can't find something why are you getting mad why are you wasting your energy you know stop being a douchebag well i love what you said there too though the people that piss me off the most are the ones who are always vibing, you know, they're always, they're in 5d all the time. No, like they, they, you know, they present themselves like they've never had a bad moment in their life and they make other people feel like shit, honestly, because exactly some of the, I've talked to a bunch of people and like, man, I, I had to unfollow this person because they, they're not real. They never have anything go wrong. There's never anything negative in their life whatsoever. And it's like, yeah, I can't follow that shit either because it's not believable. It's fun. Right? I mean, it's like following that couple on on a uh, couple that are friends of yours on Facebook that never have an argument and their marriage is perfect. Oh my god! It's yeah, like, I love him so much. Fuck, He's yeah. the light of my life. Every day you hear this shit, it's like ah, oh. it's like get the fuck out of here. You know, I, if you don't have an argument or a disagreement on it, almost on a daily with with somebody even if it's a coworker or your, your, your loved ones, your spouse, your kids, whatever, you ain't living an actual life because you have NPC, to see ha- baby. Yeah. You have to have these arguments and disagreements and different ways of looking at things. Uh, I said this before. Yeah. My wife, I brought something up. This was probably about a month ago and, and she wanted to watch a movie with Will Ferrell. I was like, no, I don't want to watch that pedophile. And she goes, what do you, what do you mean? I said, well, he's on Epstein's flight log. You know, I'm, I don't want to support him. And she got, she got kind of bent out of shape. And, you know, we had a slight disagreement. She went down, had a cigarette. She come up and I was sitting there thinking, and she was going to go to bed pissed off. And I, I said, Hey, I said, babe, come here. Uh, just before you go to bed, I said, since when in our marriage, and our relationship, did we ever agree that we have to think exactly the same? Because if we both thought exactly the same, it'd be boring as fuck. You have to challenge you'd be lesbians. Thought. Yeah, you'd have to be you have to challenge it on, on on a daily. You know, you you can bring up something that I might not agree with, but it might spark me to 
to look at something differently. And that that's all I'm doing. And she woke up the next day. She might've thought on it and she was, you know, yeah, you're right. Opposites do attract. Yep. Yeah. And it's not easy. I mean, it's not, especially today, you know, ghost. Cause I mean, everybody's been through the torture of the last two years. Everybody's on edge. Everybody's just been physically and emotionally dragged for the last two years. And they're at a point, a lot of people are at a breaking point and I, I mm-hmm. feel for them because they just, they, they can't take it anymore. And, and you know, it is what it is, but we have to try and just make it work, you know, make exactly. the best of what we got and expose it for what it is and move on. Don't let it consume you. That's the other thing. I've seen too many people get consumed by this stuff and it becomes them, right? Right. They are the information. And it's like, no, man, I'm just, I'm just a beacon and, and I'm going to present it today and I may not ever present it again, but this is the information that I have. I um, live by a motto that I, I don't even know where I came up with it or heard it uh, since, since I was in my twenties, everything will always work out for the better. And this was before I was even religious, super religious to not religious, to spiritual, to, to where I am today. And every, if you're, if you're worrying about paying a bill, if you're worrying about um, a relationship at work, if you're wor- worried about your relationship with your spouse, anything, everything will always work out for the better. What you're going through right now needs to happen. And, and you will learn something from it, whether it be bad or good. It, nobody knows, but you will learn something. You, maybe you might learn something about the other person. You might learn something about yourself and, and realize, oh, wow, yeah, I was a dick or I'm a piece of shit or I, I, I have a weird thought process, whatever it is, you know, but everything will always work out for the better. Yep. At the end. Yeah. Of the and it, it, Hey, the, after the dark, there's always light, exactly. you know, and, and that's what, yeah, I, I've been through a lot of shit in the last couple of years and man, that's the you only to thing go through that the dark me. in order to get to the light. Failure yeah, is and, fertilizer and, and, for a reason. Yep. And even, even as dark as it is, it's like, man, I'm going to get out of here. Event. It can't last forever. Right. I mean, even the winter, it's got a, it's got a duration and eventually summertime comes every year it comes back. Yep. So yeah. And, and, but it's, it's not easy and it's not, uh, it's a great, it it is no, but it's a great way to look at it, man. And, And that's, that goes back to the whole idea of abundance, right? If you think that we are living in abundance, then everything will work out in the end. If you think we live in scarcity, you live in fear everything's going to be bad. Everything's going to be stressful. Yeah. It's never going to be good enough. It's the black pill, you know, the black pill and beyond. And I don't ever want to get there, man. I kind of got there in, in, in like, er, uh, like June, 2020, when all the BLM and Antifa stuff and everything was going, it just got, I'm, I'm like, how can not everybody else see this? I'm like, this is, you know, this is insanity. How do these people get to No. And, and, you know, and I had neighbors with BLM signs and I'm like mm-hmm. yelling at them because I got, I got American flag signs. And actually, uh, to be honest, one time we were, you know, we were getting, we had a, a threat because I, I built my son a wiffle ball field. Okay. For the pandemic. Cause they shut down schools. So I took our whole front yard. I went out and bought, um, a, a whole bunch of that orange construction fence 
and just ran it across the whole outside of the yard, made him a little fence. And then I went on and I bought him a bunch of different American flags and we hung the flags on the fence all around. And you wouldn't believe the shit I got for having American flags in my front yard during the BLM shit. Like I was a Nazi in my neighborhood. And, and that that's where I struggle with fucking stupidity at the end of the day. It's like you live in America. That, that is our country's flag. You go to any other fucking country and you can take Conor McGregor. For example, he always came out with the Irish flag draped around him, you know, cause he's proud of his, of his country. He's representing his country. Why can't we represent our country? Yeah. Why is that so bad? Yeah. It's not white supremacy. It's not, it's not hatred. No, America stands as a beacon of freedom for the the rest of the world. And you talk to anybody from any other country, whether it's right above us, a little bit below us or across the pond, they look at us as a beacon of hope, even though we, we, we might meddle in, in fucking wars that we don't need to be in, but we are the land of opportunity. We are the land of freedom. We, we, we are the land of the American dream. You come here with little and you can make a lot. It might not be as easy as it was back in the day, but at the end of the day, it's still a possibility. It's like the lottery, man. You got a chance at least, yeah. right? I mean, you're yeah. in the game and even though the lottery's bullshit, but hey, right. Uh, hey, t- it's that old take a chance, right? I mean, exactly. you have a chance here or at least you still kind of do. I don't know, you know, with the way things are going, you don't know how much longer it's going to last. Right. You know, and, 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 and on that note, maybe, maybe the homeless have had it right the whole time. You know, if you look at it, they're off the fucking grid. Okay. They might be struggling for food and what have you in a, in a city setting. But if you take those same homeless, just teach them how to use a bow and arrow spear, whatever, you know, just simple, basic survival instincts. They could flourish. It, yeah, you also have to would, take the crack well, pipe out of their hand, though, well, too. Yeah, that, too. I'm, I'm just saying <laughs> if, if they're not drug addicted. But, yeah. you know, if, if she has a fan, you know, fuck it. You know, I know I can I can eat squirrel. I, I know every animal that I can eat and go out and just forage. You know, fuck yep. you. You know, you want to raise beef prices? Well, at the end of the day, maybe ghosts might go poach some fucking deer. Bow and arrows are Squirrel quiet. hunter. Yeah. It's funny because my, my, my son texted me the other day. He's like, Hey, if me and my friends get, get, get a bunch of squirrels, can, can you make us some food with it? I said, yeah, I'll make you squirrel pot pie. Well, he, he soon realized when, when late season squirrel hunting, or even when squirrel hunting comes in early season, when you're hunting squirrels, you're not going to see squirrels. When you're hunting deer, you're going to see squirrels. When you're hunting squirrels, you're going to see deer. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> welcome to hunting yeah so you you know at the end of the day you just got to take an opportunity on 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 something so yeah it's but it's wild though you're right you don't know day to day what's gonna what's gonna be the new story right what's gonna be today's drama and that's what they keep throwing at us it's just constant drama. drama distractions and like a lot of people, you know, a lot of people are in that loose shit, but it's like, it's energy. Huh. They're trying to draw your energy into it. There's a reason why we live in a two-party system. You know, it's opposite ends of the battery. They're two poles and we keep, we keep the energy in between going back and forth. 
And if yeah, we I can pull our energy on the, out on the loose shit on uh, that. Uh, I don't. I don't want to call it an emergency, you know, release or whatever. But it was a a, a last minute release at, on on the Ukraine and uh, Colorado Dank and and Ryan and I touched on the loose thing, and I was just like, you know, fuck them. You know, yep. you're just too scared to look at what it, no one's stealing my energy. If, if someone's stealing your loosh and your energy, you're letting them. Wait and yeah. Oh yeah. You are investing it. Yeah. yeah. Because that's, and, and I'll admit they stole mine during the, during the lockdowns. You know, I got hooked into, I was into different Twitter sites and, and shit like that, like getting into it and I feel like, yeah, a lot of my energy got sucked into that when it shouldn't have been. And now I've learned, and now I look at the stories and I'm like, okay, this is to trigger me. I'm going to withdraw and I'm going to invest my energy into something else. Right Now, it doesn't mean I'm ignoring the story altogether. You still have to acknowledge that it's there and understand exactly. what's going on, but it doesn't mean you have to react to it. That's when you invest your energy Exactly is when you react to it, not just by simply looking at it. It doesn't steal your loosh. No. No, because in, in, in order to le- learn, you have to look at something, you know what I mean? Like, so you can learn from something, but if you, you let it affect you negatively. Okay. Yeah. Well then you just let it steal your loosh and you're yeah. a douchebag. That's on Sorry. you. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing I can do. Nope. Anyway, any closing thoughts? No, man, just Disney is not what it seems, you know, and I I like to tell people that just to for them to understand that although it is presented as the happiest place on earth, there is a lot of dark stuff that goes on in Disney. And you just have to know, you know, it is it is a programming tool. And we know with programming, it is to get their message into you however they need to do it. And they're going to do it again in a variety of ways, whether it's television programming, whether it's music, whether it's uh, commercials, and you just have to be aware of it so that you don't get taken advantage of. You don't Mm -hmm. have your thoughts corrupted or um, swayed in one direction or another. You have to be able to see it, recognize it, and then analyze it. And that's kind of what I wanted to do is just bring it to people's attention that Disney is not as wholesome as we're led to believe. Now, do they do some very good things? Yeah, there's some good programming on there. They do some great educational stuff, but it's always with a caveat. There's always that chance that they are trying to throw in a message or two at your behest, and you have to just be aware of it. And that's all I want people to be is be aware, know what you're working with, and don't just do it blindly. Very well said. And, uh, let people know where they can find your, your podcast and your IG, anything that you want to plug. Yeah. You can find all my stuff. Uh, I, I, I think I'm on all media united.com. Uh, you can find all my links. If not go to my Instagram, uh, at the great deception podcast. Uh, you have to type in the whole thing because I'm heavily shadow banned. So it's the great deception podcast. Uh, and I think at about pod C it should pop up. Um, and then you can find my podcast on any platform, you know, I go off anchor, so it's on anchor, Apple, iTunes, uh, however you get your, uh, Spotify, however you get your, uh, media. And then I do have a YouTube channel. I'm starting to build up, putting some videos out there. I don't put a lot of the show out there. 
Um, I put some of them, you know, some of my old world fair history digs I'll put out there, but anything that could get me a strike, I'm not putting out there. I'm just not dealing with the, their bullshit, but I also have a bit shoot in an odyssey channel where I will be putting, uh, some other stuff out there as well. So feel free to check me out. Any, just the great deception podcast, real easy to find me. That's awesome. And like I said uh, earlier, you, you've heard him many a times on talk of the tavern, uh, and like you said, Matt, this was a, a, a making that has finally came true. Um, we've been trying to hook up and go go give him a five star rating and review. And it, it, I, I can't express to you how much knowledge he drops on every episode of 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 his podcast, because. If you're if you're like me and you have the opportunity to listen to a podcast auto, you know from audio and not have to open a book and get information, dude, he's going to blow your mind. And I can't thank you enough, Matt, for coming on. Um, You're a good friend and hopefully we can do more and more in the future. And on that note, thank you for turning in to, to another episode of my third eye with Matt T from the great deception. And, you know, give us some support, five-star ratings and reviews and, Like I said, thank you again, and we'll wrap it up there.
Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.